Hello and welcome to another installment of The Persistent Rumor. I am Chocolate Yoda, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. And with me, as always, is my heterosexual life mate, Chancleta. That is me, Chancleta. What's up? <laughs> I'm chilling, brother. Today's, uh... <laughs> Today's uh, message is brought to you by Johnson & Johnson. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Did you I'm call it I'm glad you what? brought it up because yeah. I've been thinking about it. But go ahead, man. Start it off. You know, it's it's just weird. Like, uh, uh, somebody asked me it's uh, about, you know, it's like, oh, hey, listen, there's some Johnson Johnson vaccines available. And I'm just like, listen, I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything, but I don't trust Johnson & Johnson. I just don't. You know, this is a company. This is a company that, you know, like, hey, listen, you know, you've known for years. And we're talking about, I think, uh, circa 19 in the 70s. They knew that the talk, the baby powder that they used, uh, it contains carcinogens that cause cancer. And they hid those facts, right, to the public. You know, back in the day, you know, there was no Internet. So those facts didn't spread as quickly and they were able to bury all of that stuff. But eventually, you know, all of that caught up with them. And, it, it, you know, um, and they've done a lot of shady things but that's the most notable notable one and you know i just can't trust a company that does things like that like you know you that that's disgusting for a profit especially for a baby powder like you're making a baby powder that contains carcinogens and you're just hiding the fact that that that's what it is it's like hey you know and, and so here's johnson and johnson again and it's like okay sure yeah you can say that the vaccine's been you know effective for a large portion of the population or whatever and it's only been six cases but um it's a pretty serious issue like we're talking about really bizarre uh blood clots that have killed that that have killed at least one person so you know i just i just don't trust uh certain companies and i just you know just what it is and and I, I honestly like you know this is you know i i i took my advice from you <laughs> so yeah yeah i mean my first reaction when i heard johnson johnson and johnson was released uh, damn it i can't talk when i heard johnson and johnson was releasing a vaccine i said what the fuck <laughs> yeah who the fuck let these fuckers who you know, are responsible for giving people cancer, mm -hmm. the green light to develop a, a vaccine. Fuck these people. And and I was like, I you know, I don't even know if I'm ever taking the vaccine, but if I do, it definitely won't be Johnson & Johnson. Why would anyone trust that brand? It makes absolutely no sense to me, right? So I just said, you know, I, I, I'm going to let it lay. I'm not doing it. And then, of course, today... I, I I see that oh there's a problem with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and and this is what this is telling me this is telling me what I have suspected all along which is the uh, the clinical trials are happening now okay this you know this was rushed to market and I understand it's a new technology that develops vac vaccines faster and they don't work exactly the way old vaccines did I'm all for that that's fine however. The speed uh, at which they got to market had to mean that they didn't have as much time for clinical trials. It's just there's no way. Sure. So this is, they're 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 experimenting on us right now. Mm -hmm. That. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you know, I mean, you get every everything from people getting pretty sick to 
you know, oh, somebody just complains about a sore arm for a few hours, you know, whatever. But um, well, that's not the spectrum. The full spectrum is people dying. Yeah, people that's true too. People take this yeah. vaccine and some of them die. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and those are the dire consequences of that. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, you know, and we're living in a time where people just don't even want to be bothered, like, you know, wearing masks. This couldn't this shouldn't have been this deadly of a situation. Well, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, we, we've we've gone over this ad infinitum. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. But, you know, the to me, the focus is on now that we've experienced all that. How are we moving forward? And when you say, well, part of the way we're moving forward is with this fucking piece of shit company, in my opinion, that has killed people in the past with their with their products knowingly, mm-hmm. I say, fuck all that bullshit. Yeah. But this is this is part of my issue with America in general, is that time after time after time, it has demonstrated that it just doesn't give a shit about its citizens. You know, like, hey, I get it. Let's be as quick as possible. But there's other companies, obviously, that have developed vaccines that don't have these kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. Why are you just letting everyone in the gate? I know the the rush to get, you know, 200 people uh, inoculated. And it's all good, man. All of these initiatives are good things. But we can't let, uh, we can't be blinded by the fear of, of, you know, catching the virus. I mean, it's a terrible thing. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not going to make decisions based on fear. And I'm not going to trust a government who has shown over and over and over again that it does not give a fuck about me or just about any other people. Yeah, and that's the bottom line. I mean, at the end of the day, you know... Sure, there there could always be uh there could always be something that that'll go wrong even under the best of circumstances. But you know we're talking about a company who has shown that it's like hey they 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 prefer uh profits over the lives of even babies, right? Like you know what I mean? Like so, I I I I don't even know why they're allowed to to participate in this. But I don't either. It, it's, it is what it's it is. But the me. free market. But the free market is what the, what it is, unfortunately, and it needs regulations. Well, the, the free market has nothing to do with with lethality. <laughs> That's not <laughs> part of the process of having a free market. It's, yeah, we'll have a free market, which means that you could just kill people if you need to. You know, mm. and I mean that's kind of what it boils down to in in many cases, but really that that's that's not the expressed purpose of it. Sure, you know the but, free market is there for competition. Theoretically, uh, competition drives prices down, mm-hmm. but of course companies have gotten around that with mergers and acquisitions. Sure, <laughs> you know they yeah. they see a company that might be their competitor, they buy them. Competition is eliminated and their prices can stay the same. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what Google's done over and over again. Uh, Jeff Bezos lost money on a, on a product. I think it was some diaper delivery thing or some diaper service. I don't know. It had to do with diapers, I think. And uh, he bought the company at a, at a loss just so he could eliminate a competitor. Yeah. This is the stuff that goes on, you know, um, I don't know the, 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 the actual statistics, but I've heard that for a really long time, Amazon was pretty much just not profiting for quite a while. Um, 
I don't remember That's how not long or what it was, but you know, but this is, but this is like this. This is the the goal of somebody who's trying to like basically take over everything. You know what I mean? It started with books, and you know who knew that that company was going to go that big? You know what I mean? They there's absolutely nothing <laughs> that I've that that I have tried to buy that wasn't on Amazon. Yeah. Well, Wall Street knew, you know. Uh, yeah. A lot of time when you look at like. Um, I remember the, the early days of having a computer because I, I bought my first computer in 1998. And a few years after that, I was, you know, I think I was using Yahoo as like my main landing page. This was mm -hmm. before Google came around. And I remember reading that that Yahoo was just losing like a billion dollars a year or something. But investors saw the the value and potential in what they were doing. So they always uh, uh, rated them very highly, mm -hmm. you know, and so y you can operate at a deficit for years. Mm. If investors believe in what you're doing, you'll still get a high valuation. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I you know, it, it's funny because I'm in my 40s now and it's just like I'm just starting to like really learn how all of this works honestly because i was oh, i don't know how all of it works <laughs> well a lot of I, it does my head in completely yeah um, I, I mean i'm, but, I'm getting you know, a rudimentary yeah i'm getting a rudimentary understanding of like you know the, the how the markets work uh with cryptocurrency with stocks with uh etfs yields all of this stuff and it's like yeah like i'm learning it and i'm knowing i know what to stay away from and things like that i'm nobody to give anybody financial advice but um, I figured it was time to really start digging in. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's it's amazing how how much money is generated through the stock market, uh, you know, just trading in general. And I it, it's like it, it, it's to the point where it's like that's where even people that don't invest gauge how the economy is doing for some reason. Right. Like every time you hear about like, oh, look how well the economy is doing, they point to the stock market to show you how good, which is a terrible indicator of how the actual economy is doing. But of course, it, yeah, yeah, it goes look, on and on. Financial illiteracy is rampant in America. People just don't yeah. know how any of it works. You got payday loans. Uh, you've got uh, uh, what's that uh, Magic Johnson's uh, rental service? Uh, oh, I forgot about it. Uh, I uh, I get it confused with the rush card from uh, Russia, from not from Russia. What was this guy's name? Uh, the Russell Death Simmons. Jam. Russell Simmons. Yeah, yeah um, it's not even close to the same thing. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying that I get it confused for some reason. Yes. Celebrities, celebrities, I get confused with their products and everything. So, so whatever, rent a center. I think it is. So no, it wasn't uh, rent a center. I thought it was Aaron's or something like that. I, I thought it was rent to center. It's, it's okay. immaterial. The point is, is that, um, you know, these things wind up being very expensive for people and they have no mm -hmm. idea. The, right. the rush card, in my opinion, is horse. Um, all these fees, all the, and again, I haven't looked at it recently, but the way it started off it, it was just onerous fees. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you're supposed to be doing this for the culture, but you're raping the culture. Right. You know, same with right. magic. And, you know, then let me like cryptocurrency. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I am to cryptocurrency what I am to Swahili. Okay. Mm. I'm just totally fucking clueless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, hear you. I, every time I start looking into it, 
my brain short circuits. It's just not a language that I've been able to crack so far. Yeah. That doesn't mean I won't in the future, but right now I look at it and I have to walk away <laughs> and then come back to uh-huh. it several months later to see if maybe I can start. I don't and maybe I have to immerse myself in it. I don't know what the deal is, but I just know that it it just does my fucking head in every time I've attempted to figure out what the fuck people are talking about. Yeah, there's a lot to it. Um, it's uh, at this when I see when it started, I got into the technology, like just blockchain technology in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm in IT, so it was just curious to me how, how the blockchain. I understand that's actually yeah. the easiest part to understand. Right. Um, and so um, I got into understanding the, the the technology and the different things that could come out of it, like all the different use cases for it. Um, and so um, then by the time I really started looking, which is very recent. Uh, actually investing in cryptocurrency, I had to say, okay, well, let me let me learn about this because a lot of people are making money in this, and I want to, and and it's looking like it's a it's a juggernaut at this point. It can't be stopped. Like the idea of decentralizing money, right? Uh, seemed like weird. It's like, how is this gonna happen? And you know, and and at the end of the day, like I, you know, I don't I don't see how we're gonna get this going without really ruffling some feathers and possibly starting some sort of war because i can't see like you know basically what the decentralization who's who's going to war with whom well so what decentralization of the currency represents is basically like the redistribution of wealth right and so it's hard for me it doesn't how how does it not (laughs) It's not it's not redistributing wealth at all. It's it's just another form of currency, right? This is the only part of it I understand very well. It's mm-hmm. it's the same as fiat money in that it's just an agreement of value, right? Mm-hmm. So the the paper money that we have in our wallets is not backed by anything. Right. It's just an agreed upon value and that's why uh, the government can print more of it whenever they feel like it cuz it's not based sure. on anything. Right. And cryptocurrency is the same thing. There's just an agreed upon value that it has. And you're not you're not um, uh, uh, redistributing wealth. What you're doing is decentralizing the method of exchanging it. So instead of banks, it's online, which banks are basically online, too. But and. You have the blockchain, which is the database. That's that's the thing that tracks all of the transactions. So right. your bank uses a database too. But if if I try to look into the bank, the only part of the, their database that I can see is my money. Right. Right. I can't see your money or anybody else's money. And I can't see any transactions besides my transactions. With blockchain, you can see all of the transactions. And that's actually mm-hmm. more transparent and more secure because there's no centralized place to hack. But as far as redistributing wealth, no, I don't agree with that at all. How, how do you think it's, dist- it's redistributing wealth? Well, because of all the, all the money that people are making who are investing in these things. Uh, there's been a lot of people who have become millionaires of, you know, from cryptocurrency that weren't millionaires prior to so that. So they're investors, um, but how is that redistributing wealth? 
So what happens now is that you have new millionaires, people who are investing, making money. And what happens now is that the banks eventually will not be needed, right? So neither will the Federal Reserve, neither will any of that stuff. So if it gets to the point where it's like, okay, hey, we're, you know, we have countries converting to, you know, uh, cryptocurrency by and large, uh, then what happens is that, you know, those people will no longer be needed. Those people will be out of a job. Those people will be out of money. And I don't see them giving up those reins uh, pretty easily. Okay, so let's define our terms. My idea of redistributing wealth is, is I, t you know, I, I look at you and I say, okay, you have a million dollars and so-and-so has $200,000. So I'm going to take uh, 300000 from you and give it to so-and-so. That's mm -hmm. redistributing wealth. What you're describing doesn't sound like that at all. So what if, so what if I own uh various cryptocurrencies right and all of a sudden cryptocurrency is the is the the main like that's it like we, we're just moving into a cryptocurrency era right mm -hmm. um suddenly the dollar gets completely devalued the dollar mm -hmm. the, the fiat fiat money in general just gets completely devalued mm -hmm. i have money the people that mm -hmm. don't that that didn't have cryptocurrency no longer have as much or maybe none, you know, or at least their power of spending is, is, isn't nearly as much as it was. So that in and of itself would be a redistribution of wealth, right? No, it actually wouldn't be. How, who is the wealth being distributed from and then to? So from the people who are in cryptocurrency, the, the people who are investing in cryptocurrency to the people who are investing in fiat and 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 old commodities no you 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 wouldn't be transferring the money from the you wouldn't be transferring the wealth from the people who own cryptocurrency they would be they would have their wealth they're, they're not losing any money wait no i'm 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 confused now so i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying hold on i'm saying that the people that are invested in cryptocurrency and the people that have money in cryptocurrency versus the people that don't have cryptocurrency and are rich and you know just own fiat and maybe old commodities and things like that those are the people that will lose i'm talking about the the currently the the, the current ultra rich those are the people that won't have as much money should that happen and my bone of contention is i don't know if they're just going to be you know Eat, like they would easily just let that go like i you know i can see i can see war started over this is my point yeah i still don't know i mean what so wealthy old dudes are going to be going to war with who wealthy old dudes the same the, the, the same way they 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 set up wars to go to iraq or afghanistan to, to gain their right you but know, who are what, they going to go to war against if, if i, I if don't know how it's going to pan is out decentralized there's it's not a country it's not an individual so who is going to war with whom so let's say for instance like china holds a lot of bitcoin right a lot right um i think the second most um and russia holds some bitcoin whatever so let's say for instance that 
we go we head into a cryptocurrency state right like whatever this is this is how we're, we're moving now and now you have these countries who have a lot of money in cryptocurrency and now they're more powerful because of the you know the the wealth that they have in cryptocurrency versus fiat right and then so what happens when you know like now uh china becomes the major player versus the u.s how's that going to pan out you know what i mean like and no, that those because because what you're the what you describe is that one system is going to fade away and another system is going to take over Mm-hmm. So why would anybody be wealthier than they are now? So if you're talking about countries, so let, let's 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 play out your scenario. China now, uh, and by the way, China's already wealthier than America, but let's let's say they're not. Let's say that China becomes wealthier than America because of their position in cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then who would America attack, and and to what end? They would attack attack China and get what exactly? I I like I said I don't know how it would work out. I just don't see the the U.S. trying to give up their position of power to anyone else. They don't. They point. won't necessarily be giving up their position of power. They still they're still going to have all the military power that they've ever had. So. Again, let's say that let's again, just trying to play out your scenario to try to figure out what what is possible in what you're suggesting. Um, So the U.S. decides we can't be second to China. If they attack China. How will they then benefit from that attack? I don't know because they can't really steal the crypto. That's um, my point. Yeah, that's my point. So. That's why war is 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 useless in this scenario. There's nothing like if you normally go to war, you know, to to the victor belong the spoils, right? So mm-hmm. normally that meant that you would take their women, you would take their men as slaves, you know, or you'd kill a bunch of them, but you'd take a bunch of slaves, uh, and you would take their. Sh- you would take their food, you would take their stuff, you would take their horses, their cows, Whatever their sheep, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. In, in this case, there's nothing to take. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's just, you know, we're so... Maybe this is the maybe this is the end, you know, maybe that maybe that's that's what will bring the end of war. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just uh, just yeah, being in that situation. People still go to war over dumb shit like in the Invisible Man in the Sky. Yeah. And, you know, because they, that's a lot of what war is right now. And, you know, there's there's turf wars. Those will still keep going on. Uh, you know, there's religious wars. Those will still keep going on. Um, you know, you. Because, I mean, right now, how much war is actually, and, I, and I'm, I'm posing this as a totally open-ended question. I have no idea. Like, how much war is actually about money? You know, in terms of, like, getting money from the people that you fight and conquer. Like, I don't even know how much that's going on. Like, if you're attacking an oil-rich country, then you're there for their resources. For the that resources, makes sense. Right. You know, yeah. or you or you go into Africa because of all the minerals that they have. Again, resources. Uh, but when it comes to crypto, 
that's the one resource you can't take from anybody. Hmm. I mean, unless, yeah, unless yeah. you unless you have a gun to someone's head and you have them give up their password. Yeah. Right? So ransomware, but, <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't even know if ransomware would do it, or how. Who, where would you put the ransomware? Because if you if you block um, my computer from being able to access something, well, I can go on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can go on my laptop. Like you know what I mean. Like it, it with crypto changes the 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 theft paradigm. Yeah. You know, like I can rob you of the money in your wallet. Um, I can I can rob your car. I can rob your stereo, your TV. But the only way to get your crypto is to have your password. Mm-hmm. So that's a different type of thing. Like, will it happen? Probably. But it just right now, because of the way it's set up, it's it's a rather genius system. Uh, because of the 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 decentralized database, um, you know, I don't I don't see how that I don't see how it's going to happen. I don't know. I guess I'm just a worry wart, you know, getting old and shit. Uh, I you know I I feel like anytime there's, uh, I feel like anytime that there's major changes in in progress, like some some shit's going to go down. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just history. Uh, you know, uh, and, and I'm being paranoid. I, 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 you know, I don't know how it's going to pan out or how it's, you know, how any of it's going to play out. All I know is that, you know, I'm in it. Um, and I think this is the future. I think this is where it's going. Um, and there's really no way to stop it, honestly. Like, it's just too much of a behemoth at this point to, to keep it, like, just to ground it. So. You sound like a gay. <laughs> That's fine. I've been called worse. Yeah, by me. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly by you. <laughs> Hi, old. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, switching gears completely, man. How was your vacation last week? We, you know, we were off from uh, from recording the potty wad mm-hmm. and uh, the potty waddy doodle all day, as I like to call it. <laughs> Don't call it that. Don't do that. <laughs> Nobody's gonna like you. <laughs> Uh, so how was it, man? Where do, do you, I don't know how much you want to talk about it or whatever, but uh, it was good. You know, it was therapeutic. I'm, I'm it was good. It was therapeutic for me in a lot of ways. Um, so I got to spend some time with uh, with my daughter and my uh, my separated wife, uh, which was lovely. It was a really nice time. Um, she's uh, it's good because now we're, you know, we're just, we're just friends now. You know, I mean, we decided to be a family before we decided to be a couple, you know? Um, and so now we're, you know, we're going out. What does that mean? I'm sorry, what? You decided to be a family before you decided to be a couple. What does that mean? Well, we decided to be, uh, we decided to be a family before we decided to be married, I should say. Ah, okay. Yeah. So let me, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. So we decided, so essentially, uh, you know, she got pregnant uh, before we were married. Uh, so that's you what f- that means. Animal. Jesus. I'm all right with that. I don't um, know. I don't know how I feel about this suddenly. <laughs> I know how to live my life. <laughs> um, so at any rate, um, we, you know, we, uh, 
we just decided that it's just, you know, we're just, we're just going to make the best of it. And uh, I didn't know how it was going to be. I didn't know if it was going to be awkward. I didn't know if it was going to be weird for me or whatever the case. And it wasn't at all. It was just really nice. And we spent uh, a whole week together and uh, we started off in Atlantic City. We ended up in Point Pleasant, uh, you know, just had a really good time with, with my kid and, you know, uh, you know, and just just enjoyed ourselves. And then I spent uh, a couple of t- uh, a couple of days at my old home. Um, and it was just not awkward, not, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing off at all. It was just a really good time with really good people and just, uh, really good experiences. And, uh, you know, it's just good that I can make, continue making memories with my kid and, uh, not be worried about, you know, any awkwardness or anything. It's just, you know, it's really just the same relationship, just no sex like that. So, and I'm all right with that. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well that's good no i'm glad yeah. to hear that you know yeah, yeah. It, you know the the thing of course um that that is always my first focus and sometimes my only focus is is the child you yeah. know she she is my uh my uh sort of niece i think of her as my niece um, she calls you uncle. She, she calls right. you uncle. It's cool. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. definitely your niece. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and you know, she's just the sweetest thing. So of course, uh, you know, as much as I absolutely care about your well being, you're an adult and I know that you can take care of yourself. So it's like, you know, my question is always like, how is she doing through all this? And you two are doing a stellar job of, of giving her continuity and you know uh protecting her world you know because yeah. you know she's she's going to get old enough to figure it out eventually mm-hmm. yeah, um, absolutely. but the longer that you can maintain that continuity so that she doesn't feel the loss as acutely as she possibly could that's a good thing you know because little people don't respond to these things very well um, and so, you know, that, that's, uh, I'm very glad to hear that everything is copacetic and that, uh, everybody's happy and being respectful. That's, you know, and it's the best case scenario. Um, it's the best I could have hoped for under the circumstances. Um, I've heard a lot of nightmarish stories when people separate or even go through a divorce, uh, you know, uh, thankfully I've never had to go through anything like that. Um, uh, part of it was just, uh, I think part of it was just me taking ownership of, you know, my faults and, 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 uh, focusing on getting better and, and, and really just doing what I can to make the best of it. Um, you know, nothing's easy. I'm not a perfect man. I don't claim to be. Um, but I think when you take ownership of, uh, of your faults, when you take ownership of, you know, your mistakes and, uh, and really just, you know, and really just try your best to, to, to do better. Um, you know, people acknowledge that and things go, and things go better. You know, um, I don't think anything I did was, uh, unforgivable. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still something that, um, that merited, you know, a separation and, Um, I'm just glad that, you know, I still get to have some civility and some peace and some, you know, and, and, and a good relationship, uh, with both my daughter and my wife. Um, 
and you know and and that's it i'm i'm really thankful for the the moments that we have um you know we we talk every day uh both my daughter and my wife um i don't have any expectations of you know what the future may come um i'm just happy that things are as good as they are now and so that's it yeah you know you got to keep your head where your ass is <laughs> that's an old narcotics anonymous <laughs> saying keep your head where your is i don't know and what it that just means, means but... stay present stay focused yeah. on what's happening right now and you're doing that um yeah i'm happy for you man i really am um mm. you know thanks good uh, buddy well you know you're 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 a good dude and and uh, obviously that doesn't mean that you're a perfect person we all know that it's it's even silly to even have to disclaimer that um nobody's perfect yeah. um but it's it's really a question of how much responsibility are you taking for your life and how much effort are you putting into making your life as good as it possibly can be, you know, mm -hmm. which really means making yourself as good as you can possibly make yourself. You know, um, I still have challenges. I still have, I still have struggles and I've been, I've been at this self-improvement for almost 34 years Mm -hmm. Right. And I and actively like not just like, oh, I started 34 years ago and so I can claim. No, this is like, you, I mean, you know, you 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 workshop with me all the time uh, because I got, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to refine my life and, and how to refine my thought process and how to sharpen my beliefs, uh, how to make distinctions that are going to move me in the direction that I want to go. You right. know, um, and this last year of doing the podcast, man, it, it has been uh, a very challenging time for me, but a challenge that I welcome because it was a challenge that I chose. You know, nothing happened to me. I wasn't a victim of anything. These were all decisions I made. And could it be argued that some of the decisions made my life harder? Absolutely. But I have no regrets, you know. And that's the best I'm pouring, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 a departure from my youth. In my, I had a lot of regrets in my youth, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, look, I I I believe that where anyone is is at a given moment is a a, a direct reflection of the series of decisions that they made in their life. Mm -hmm. And some people don't even know they're choosing, but they are, you know, like the, the lyric from Rush that I love so much. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Right. You know, so the absence of choice is also a choice. Sure. And, you know, sometimes by attrition, things happen. But either way, they're not happening to me. They're not happening to you. They're not happening to anyone. Mm -hmm. It's what have your choices been? If you call me up and say I'm in any mood, I can, I'll ask you, what have you been thinking about for the last five minutes? Chances yeah. are it's a lot of negative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't just like bad moods. Don't just descend on you. Yeah. You know, it's usually the result of undisciplined thought process. Mm -hmm. And I'm not suggesting that you have to be like, Oh, what am I thinking right now? Like every second of the day? No, but but sometimes you're going to have a series of thought, uh, a series of thoughts that land you in a negative place and you don't even realize it's happening. 
Well, it's interesting you bring that up because there were... So one of the things that I've had a problem with in my past was always, you know, uh, I would get I would get angry about certain things, you know, whatever. Like, things that are silly that would just annoy me and I just get angry about it, you know? Like, one of the things I mentioned uh, a while back was, uh, you know, I, I got woken up by barking dogs and I got upset. Um... You know, and there were things that my wife would do that would that, that would make me upset, uh, things that my mother would say that would make me upset, etc. Um, and ultimately, um, and I and, and discussing it with you, it's that, you know, what, what I ultimately determined was that this is just what I think about it. it, it there's nothing there. You know, the, the what happened, what they do is really a benign thing it's nothing you know it's like so there's it has this one no inherent meaning it has no inherent meaning for instance and i'll give you a perfect example of what i mean uh i i started ranting to you about it where my mom starts uh you know uh asking me about you know uh, i'm making food and she'll start asking me like are, are you going to put this on it are you going to put that on it or whatever like just almost in a supervisory thing and i would get annoyed because why the fuck are you asking me this it's kind of like mm -hmm. why why would you put well, are you going to put ketchup on your fries or something like that and it's just like maybe i don't i don't know yet why why are you asking me <laughs> like what and because in my head it's like if i if i give you this answer to your question right like if i'm that i'm going to put ketchup on my french fries what value does that serve you why do you need to know this right. it's so to right. me it was just like this annoying question where it was like i don't you know i don't i don't want to answer a, a silly question right now right but right. at the end so, of the day so in, in your description we're we're getting a hint of the meanings that you were assigning Yes, right. exactly. And right. so and so in that description, that's all it was. It was just me determining that that question was silly. And maybe it is and it whatever. But it's just something that not, she's not only curious. was it silly, yeah. but it was unnecessary. Right. So right. she's asking a silly question. She's asking a question that's unnecessary. And, you know, so you you already have that as the meanings that you've assigned. And exactly. what you weren't noticing is that you had assigned those meanings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it's as if it's as if somehow I looked this up in in uh, maybe searched it on Google and figure out is this a stupid question? And and I got and the answer was yes. And uh, but that was my meaning of it, right? right? That's how right. I determined that. At the end of the day, it's just maybe she just wanted to do a little small talk to start a conversation with me, but instead right. I got I got angry that she was asking such right. a silly question. Right. Right. Because I don't ask those questions. Right, <laughs> so, right, like, right. I would never ask anybody, are you going to put fucking ketchup on your fries? Like, that's right, stupid. Right. So that's like, so there's know. an air of superiority there. Like, I, yes. I wouldn't do it. Why are you doing it? You know why? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. OK, so I, so so you 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 noticed all of these things after we talked. So how did you readjust? I just started paying attention to my thought process. Uh, anytime I felt uh, I started feeling angry about something, um, I would just kind of like process it in my head before I spoke. And then, uh, and what what you start to what you start to realize is that this isn't what I thought it was. Um, you know, it even happened during the vacation last week. It, there were things where I was like, "Ooh, I, I would I would remember moments where my wife would do said thing." And I would get me annoyed. One of the things that like would get me annoyed uh, was, you know, my wife is just kind of like, you know, 
she's not a very punctual person and listen neither am i but um but there's a certain there's a certain threshold where i start getting uh where i start getting like all right let's go let's let's get going and she's still kind of like yeah we still got time and 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 when i pass that threshold and she's still there it's kind of like oh it's annoying it's like no we got to get going and and the thing that i wanted to start getting going about was like oh we got to get to the hotel and then she said something and that thing was the hotel will still be there when we get there what's the what's the hurry and it was almost like yeah you're absolutely right you know yeah We'll just get there when you get there. We're already on vacation. Yeah, we're already yeah, yeah, having exactly. fun. We're already having a good time. We've, we're packed and we're not, we don't have to rush anywhere. Oh, you know right. what? Let's just wait a little time and let the rush hour die down. We'll get there faster. We'll, you know, we'll be on the road for a little less time. Boom. And it all worked out perfectly. Why? Because nobody was fucking rushing. Nobody was panicking. Nobody was putting pressure on anyone. And that's how we just did the whole the whole vacation the whole vacation was just like okay cool and there was no itinerary or anything it's just like yeah. i'm hungry let's go eat i'm i'm bored let's go do this let's go do that let's go do this and it was just like whatever whatever we felt like doing at the time that was it and it was just a good time because you know you, you that's you lowered your expectations as far as like itinerary and things like that like you were just going all right let me let me just enjoy the time um, and that's and exactly isn't what happened. it amazing that your mother didn't change, your wife didn't change. Right. The only thing that changed was how you were looking at it. Yeah. Right? And perception. That, that, that change in perception and also that change in definition. Mm-hmm. You know, the, th those things are so powerful. People that have not done this have no idea how easy they can change their life. And I and I when I say easy, what I mean is the technique is easy. The implementation is definitely challenging. I mean, maybe right. it isn't, but it can be challenging because you're what you're challenging is what you know about the world. Right. Right. Like the way you looked at it with your mother before, that's how you knew your mother. That was the identity yeah. that you had yes. given your mother. Yes. Right. And so when when we talked about it, it was like, well, what's the likelihood that she's going to change what she's doing? She's been doing it for your whole fucking life, 43 yeah. years. Yeah. Right. And, and I asked you that question, and you were like, yeah, not likely at all. And I'm like, right. So then what good is it to hang your hat on that idea right. that you are somehow going to talk her into changing what she's been doing your whole fucking life, right? right? Now, is it impossible? No. Is it likely? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the lady's going to be, that lady's going to be uh, 69 this year, you know? Exactly. She's not changing so, Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. so then you take you take the only part of the equation that you can control yeah. which is your thoughts, your perception, your definitions, your meanings and once you because it's it went from when she does this it means this to when she does this 
it means another thing. And the other thing that I'm choosing, because again, here's what I like to tell everybody that I coach. You're going to make up shit anyway. Yeah. You're going to make up shit about life anyway. Why yeah. not make up shit that works for you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because think about it. Think about how crazy it is to choose a meaning about something that infuriates you and then to choose that meaning every fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like on paper, that's just fucking nuts. Yeah. But we do that all the time. It's it's really funny because I was talking to somebody about this very uh, same process and they asked me, it's like, what made you do that? And uh, I said, well, you know, I've always been a person that sort of has reevaluated a lot of things in my life, not necessarily my feelings, but just things in general. You learn a lot of things as a child. Um, you, you learn uh, you learn everything from coping mechanisms to um you know to just facts in general you know what i mean um or not facts but maybe uh things like with religion you learn uh certain morals certain uh uh certain whatever there's a litany of things that you learn as a kid um and you know you've kind of like put that in the put that in your filing cabinet and never really reconsider any of that right and then later on in your in your adult life you start you know, implementing some of these things and they don't really make sense, but you don't know why it's just, you know, it's just the way things are. And, and, and you haven't given it a second thought. You haven't reevaluated anything. Is that it's like, you know, like, is that a hill I want to die on necessarily? Right. Um, if, if you've questioned, you know, um, you know, any, like myself, a, a good example of what I mean by that is like the idea that, you know, um, your religion, for instance, right? Like I've always questioned my religion, but I was raised to just accept religion, right? And not question it. So that's sort of a thing where I just felt like that just seems like weird. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why you can't question something that you want to know more of. Right. And if something doesn't start making sense, like, you know, why not reevaluate it? But I think that thought process um, is kind of what harbors that I that ideology where you don't question things, you don't reevaluate things. And so for me, it's just always been like, you know, like I want to know the truth, even if I'm wrong. I want to know what what the what what what's actually happening, um, even if it means that I'm going to be ridiculed, even if it means that I'm going to be wrong. Um, at the end of the day, I'd. I prefer to be um, un to, to understand something better, uh, and in, in this case, like right now, I'm making that uh, decision about myself. I want to understand myself better. Uh, you know, there were certain things that I was doing that I wasn't even I wasn't even aware that I was doing. Right? How you cope with emotions? You know, there I've gone through things. I hate to say traumatic, um, but they were traumatic in my life right um well that's all that matters it doesn't yeah. matter who else thinks they're traumatic it only matters that you do yeah and it, the, you know there were, there were certain traumatic things in my life uh and you know and there were a barrage of emotions that i've experienced uh, as a result of it but never really sort of learned how to cope it was just something that you just sort of bottled and moved on um 
you know, um, and and because of those things, um, it, it there was there uh, one of the things that happened a lot as a kid is that I moved a lot. I moved away a lot, and so. I never got to make a lot of friends um, or I did make friends, but then I was always saying goodbye to them. Right. And so uh, what would happen in my life is that I would make friends. I'd move on. I'd say bye, go to another school, start all over again. Um, and that stopped when I was a late teen. Right. And so my whole life was always about saying goodbye to everybody. So there was never anything that I really cared to hold on to. Right. Um, and as a result, you know, I was always able to really like let go of somebody with a lot of ease, no matter how much, you know, um, no matter how much uh, importance I've put or how much time or anything that I've put into this relationship. Like it was just like, OK, cool. Bye, you know, and move on. Um, but. Part of that was because I wasn't, I, I, I never really like gave my, too much of myself into a relationship, whether it was a friendship or with a woman or whatever. I just like, I just never delved that deep that I, you know, that I couldn't like get out of that situation without a, without a problem, you know? So now I'm older, I, I've cultivated relationships that mean something to me that are important to me that I don't want to sever. Um, and so now it's more important for me to understand how I do things emotionally so that I, I'm not hurting the people that I love, because when you don't do these things, the people that you hurt more times than not are the people that you love, because these are the people that you engage with the most. And these are the people that are going to trigger you the most. Um, and the triggers come from your perception and not really them most of the time. Sure. There are people who are, but I don't surround myself with literally nobody who uh, who's my friend or family is an they're just mm -hmm. not you know they're they're good people they're decent people um they're in in many cases they're amazing people except for you but um <laughs> you're pretty cool <laughs> um but but no um but that's it you know what i mean and so for me it's it's important it's imperative that i that i get this right because i want i want my relationships to be uh, meaningful, you know, it's, a. Uh, I don't have a, a barrage of friends, but the, the few that I have is what's most important to me and that's okay. Right. right. Um, and I think that I have to, you know, this is like, uh, I think for me, it's been the biggest, like, uh, I guess setback. Um, I don't, I, maybe that's the wrong word, but it, it's been the, the biggest obstacle I've had to experience in my adulthood. Mm -hmm. um, just sort of trying to really be, uh, you know, mindful um, uh, and, and, you know, introspective of what I'm doing, um, because it, it was scary to kind of find out that I'm how what, what I'm doing was something that I wasn't aware of. And that's really mm -hmm. kind of scary yeah. uh, because, you, you, you know, like these things just sort of manifest and, you know, you created these rules years ago. I'll give you a perfect example. My father was out of my life when I was 13 years old for reasons I won't go into. Um, love my father. He passed away uh, several years ago, but that's not the point. The point is that when he went away from my life, um, I was 13 at the time and my brother was 10. And so he was gone. 
And so I was an 80s kid watching sitcoms and, you know, like for some reason, like, you know, there was always this one episode of, you name it, there was a sitcom where the father had to go either away for work for a little while or he had a, oh, he had a problem with his mom and he had to walk away. Um, and he told his son, hey, son, you're the man of the house now. I want you to take care of your mom and your sisters and all this shit. Kids like 12 or something mm. like that. And so I just assumed that, oh, okay, I guess that's the rite of passage. That's what I got to do. So, you know, this wasn't something I discussed with anybody. Nobody, you know, told me that that's what it was. It was just something that felt like, oh, this is what I have to do. So I have to you, sort you of sort raise of my brother. You prayer or something like Probably, that. <laughs> yeah. You know, some crazy <laughs> Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe good times. I don't fucking know. Um, at any rate, like, you know, but this is what happened. And, and so I just sort of like made this thing go in my head and so um you know i decided that i was going to make sure that my brother was good and that i was going to take care of my mom and what what manifested what, what you know was that i started being hard on my brother right uh to the point where i was almost a bully to him you know what i'm saying um uh you know and Unfortunately, that, you know, my, my relationship with my brother is great. I love my brother. We, we get along just fantastic. But, you know, had it gone any further, like, I could have severed that relationship, mm -hmm. you know? And I wouldn't right. have the great relationship I have with my brother now, you know? And there were some right. things that we had to sort of reconcile as I was older because, I, I you know, like, there were certain things that just kind of carried over um, that I wasn't aware that was bothering my brother, you know? Um and so I had to sort of take a step back and just realize, it's like, okay, I don't want to keep hurting my brother's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Um, there were certain ways that I was sort of dealing with my brother where it was, he was always my kid brother and I was always busted, but I forgot that he's now a grown man, you know, yeah. and I need to pot that back. And I yeah. think part of the reason why my brother doesn't like his busted is because I used to bust his a lot, you know, um, you know, like you and I, we bust each other's that's fine and it's just a sort of a thing where we just do it all you know and no worries but my brother always just had a weird thing about it and i just never realized why until we had that conversation but it's interesting well, how things transpire let's um let's wrap it up by kind of tying a bow on everything mm -hmm. you you described um your issues with your mother mm-hmm and of course, that's usually the first relationship that you have in life. Um, you you talked about uh, moving around a lot and how that caused you to be guarded. And you you talked about um, your your thought process in relationships. And isn't it interesting that everything that you described had its roots in your early life? Right. You know, basically, by the time you were 13 years old, you had had the string of incidents that made you conclude certain things. And now 30 years later is where you're finally looking at that stuff and going, do I still need this? Yeah. Does right. that still work for me? Yes. Right. And that's my point about reevaluating yes. things. Yes. 
And that yeah. and that's what so many people that I have met never do. Because, you know, when I'm not Chocolate Yoda, I'm a keynote speaker, seminar leader, coaching consultant. And my favorite thing to do is coach people. And frankly, I, I, I never have to make a penny on it. And I would still love doing it. And, and yeah. by the way, I'm not saying that because I've made millions of dollars on it. I'm saying that because I think I made 50 bucks as a coach <laughs> because I rarely charge people for, for coaching them. Yeah. And it's and that is the thing that is so consistent among everyone I have ever spoken to is yeah. all these early experiences that led to early decisions and early definitions and early meanings mm -hmm. that never got reevaluated. Right. And now you're an adult and you're still operating as a 43 year old on decisions that a 13 year old made. That's right. Right. And now when you think about it that way, when you think when you ask yourself, would I consult a 13 year old about anything in my life? I mean, you might you might ask them frivolous questions about, you know, what music they like or something like that. But you probably wouldn't ask them about, hey, how do I how do I manage my separation? Right. How do I maintain my relationship with my daughter? during this how do i how do i act in a way that's um, more positive for my relationship with my brother how do i maintain a loving relationship with my mother you don't ask 13 year olds that question yeah but if but if you formulated all those meetings by the time you were 13 that's what you were doing that's right without even knowing it and it's an amazing Listen. thing when you start to unravel that Listen, I, I, there's a lot of choices I could have made about how I'm feeling. Um, you know, I could have been resentful towards my wife for telling me to move out. You know, I could have been, uh, I could have been, uh, you know, dismissive of my kid because I don't want to see my wife. You know, um, I, you know, there's so many ways that you could have that that I could have processed this and there was no way that uh for me uh that i was going to process this in a way where i don't get to see my daughter because of some shit. like i'm not gonna bite my nose to spite my face anymore because let me tell you something that was a big thing that for me like i, I was all about you know biting off my nose to spite my face uh you know like just to prove a point like i i you know and that's ego you know and that's yep. ego that's probably stemming from like you know from preteen years you know what i mean like mm -hmm. this is shit that you know like uh th there's there's a there, there, you know i got i got a you know i got a bone uh to, to pick with somebody or something you know what i mean it's uh i don't know like you know it uh grow i i think part of it is just growing up in the bronx like i always have this idea that i don't want anybody to get get over on me you know um, well, and, uh, you're not in the Bronx anymore, you big galoot. But uh, listen, this has been fantastic. Yeah. Um, thank you for being willing to share all that stuff. Uh, you're a mensch, your buddy. And, you know, you know, my opinion is that you're not only the best friend I've ever had, but I believe you're the best friend any man could have. So, uh, you know, join us next time when uh, John Clett and I caress each other lovingly. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little baby oil. It has lemon scent on it. It's quite lovely. As long as it ain't Johnson and Johnson. Hi -oh! Everything stated on this episode was an opinion, and you can't sue us for our opinions.
Hi folks, this is Chocolate Yoda. If you like this episode, but want to hear the uncensored version, head over to patreon.com slash thepersistentrumor. Again, patreon.com slash thepersistentrumor. Thank you.